Welcome to the Blueprint Podcast, where faith and purpose intersect. I'm your host, Melvin Banks. Buckle up and enjoy the journey. We're going to dive right in uh, into what t- today's topic is, which is goals versus resolutions. And I want to start out just by kind of explaining why I wanted to do this. Uh, you know, for myself, like many people out there, for years I would uh, I would set New Year's resolutions. And if you're like me, you've set New Year's resolutions, and typically uh, you didn't get very far with them for whatever the reason might have been. Uh, you didn't accomplish uh, th- those uh, resolutions, or maybe you did, but you didn't feel any uh, clear, definitive change take place in your life. And so I wanted to kind of talk about that this afternoon and just just lay a foundation for what the difference is between goals and resolutions and why it's important for us to have well-defined goals as opposed to uh, setting up uh, uh, New Year's resolutions that so many people do. Um, so first off, let's begin with the understanding. What are goals? What exactly are goals? Uh, and goals aren't just about having defined mile markers. Um, they're about reestablishing and redefining oneself. And I think it's important that we understand that. Whenever we set a goal, there's an ultimate uh, ob- objective that we're hoping to accomplish. Whenever we establish a goal for ourselves, it's not simply about completing a task. It's about redefining how we see ourselves and redefining honestly, how we feel about ourselves, the the way we see ourselves, the way we look in the mirror and who it is we see whenever we look in that mirror. So I want to make sure that we understand that every time we set a goal, it's about reestablishing and redefining who we see ourselves as. Uh, Think about it like this. Uh, My wife and I have four kids, and fortunately, the youngest now is 13. So we've raised them all to a point where Uh, Our two older adult kids uh, being 22 and and 19, and then we have a 15-year-old and a 13-year-old. And we're fortunately beyond the point where we're consistently having to teach them how to do the the little things that are going to help them to be successful as adults. Now, I say fortunately, if you have have teenage kids, you know how it's still a, a challenge and a task. But do you remember when your kids were little and... You know, as you were teaching them things, for example, you were teaching them how to how to be responsible and how to clean after themselves. One of the things that we would always do is, you know, you go into the room and you have the little toy box or whatever it is, and you, you want them to pick up their toys. So the first thing that we would do is we would always explain, you know, why they have to pick up their toys, because obviously big kids pick up after themselves, right? And so... As you would explain to them, well, big kids pick up after themselves, and and then, you know, one of my children, uh, I remember distinctly with my oldest son, you know, if you told him that it made him a big kid to do something, then that meant a lot to him. So, you know, he would go in and, all right, big kids pick up after themselves, that's why we got to pick up the toys. We'd have the little toy box out, and as he's putting toys in, putting them away, what would we do? We would, of course, celebrate what he's doing. We'd... We, we would make sure that he understood that what he was doing was a good thing and that we were proud of him. And, you know, ultimately, as he put those toys away in that box, one of the things that he started to say was, well, I'm a big kid. I pick up after myself. So, 
just in those little tasks, in the accomplishment of a small goal, he would start to see himself differently. Now he wasn't a little kid anymore. He was a big kid because he was accomplishing these tasks, these goals that were set out in front of him. And goals work the same way for us. You know, whenever we set a goal for ourselves, uh, ultimately we're hoping <clears throat> to redefine or change something about ourselves or the way that we see ourselves. For example, you know, if, if I set a goal for myself and I say, this year, I'm going to lose 30 pounds. Now, whenever I go out there and I, I start working out and exercising and doing the things, dieting properly, doing the things that are necessary for me to lose that weight, I'm doing it with the expectation that I, I'm going to see a dramatic change in how I see myself. I'm going to feel more confident. I'm going to feel healthier. I'm going to feel better. So whenever we set these, these goals and these tasks in front of ourselves, we're doing it with the expectation of redefining the way that we see ourselves. And that's ultimately why it's so important to have these goals, these little mile markers along the way, because they're going to help us to accomplish whatever the bigger picture or bigger vision is that we have set for our lives. Those little goals along the way help us to get there. Um, if, you're, if you've ever run before, um, I've, I've had the, uh, I guess I could only describe it as both the pleasure and displeasure of running a few marathons in my life. And uh, whenever you're running a marathon, there's something that's just, it, it's life-changing as you're going through that course. And you get to certain points, you get to the first, uh, you know, six and a half miles and you're, all right, we're, we're a quarter of the way in. You get to that first 13 miles and you realize, man, I'm halfway through this thing. And with each chunk that you take away out of that marathon, you start to feel a little bit better about the idea that you're, you're going to complete the task. You're coming to a resolution, to a completion of the process. So it's important that we break things down in life in the same way. we got to break everything down into manageable chunks, things that we could accomplish where we see progress taking place. And ultimately, that helps us to reestablish a sense of confidence in ourselves. It helps us to reestablish how we actually view ourselves and our ability to accomplish bigger goals. So when we're establishing goals, the first thing that we have to understand is they have to be meaningful to us. Goals have to be meaningful. See, goal setting isn't an arbitrary process. Uh, whenever we establish a meaningful, deliberate goal, it's because, you know, we're actually establishing that process of refinement. Whenever we look at the situation, we're shaping ourselves and our lives into what we want it to ultimately become. Think about it that way. Whenever you have that goal, you put thought behind what it is that you want to accomplish. It's not just something where we wake up one day and, okay, I, I want to do this. But think about this. This is why New Year's resolutions don't work. Because whenever we have New Year's resolutions, when do we establish those resolutions? Ultimately, what's going to end up happening is... If it hasn't already happened, maybe at Christmas time when the family was all around, but ultimately what ends up happening is we're sitting around and we have friends, we have family, everybody's talking and somebody ultimately pops that question. What's your New Year's resolution? And compelled by some sense of obligation or emotion that we have to answer this question right then for them, we'll, we'll randomly throw out one of the arbitrary responses. We'll come up with, with something quick to satisfy the person that's asking the question. So we, we come up with, I'm going to start working out, or, you know, I'm going to lose weight, I'm going to quit smoking, I'm, I'm going to save money. Here's the thing. The problem with the approach is there's no real deliberate thought behind it. There's, 
there's no process or clarification behind what that ultimate goal was, that resolution that we just set was. So think about this. If you say your resolution is to lose weight and you lose a pound, have you accomplished the goal? Ultimately, you have because we hadn't put any thought behind it. We hadn't clarified what it is that we're actually going to accomplish. We just said we're going to lose weight. We lose a pound. All right. Mission accomplished. Goal complete. Our new, new year's resolution has been met. If, if, if we say, hey, I'm going to quit smoking or I'm going to quit drinking or whatever the case might be. You know what? If we make it through a day without doing that, we, we ultimately accomplished the goal. It was only for a day. But we didn't clarify whether or not we were gonna we were gonna ensure that we quit smoking for a lifetime, that we were gonna make a an internal change in the way that that we saw ourselves and we were gonna stop allowing ourselves to put things that were bad for us into our body? Or was it just something I was gonna stop doing for the day? So the the thing that we have to ensure that we do is go through a very clear, deliberate thought process whenever we're establishing goals. And here's the thing that I want to say to you. I, I, I say the word goal, but whenever we set a goal, really, it, it shouldn't just be a goal. It should be an expectation of oneself. Because ultimately, we, we can't accomplish something if we don't have an expectation of ourselves. Uh, I'll give you another example. Marriage. So for myself, whenever my wife and I have been married now for 21 years and, you, you know, there are certain things about marriage that are just an expectation for us. There's an expectation of fidelity. The, the, there's the expectation that we are married to one another. We're, we're in union with one another. We're committed to one another. And no matter what, we're ultimately going to be committed. We're, we're going to be faithful to one another. Fidelity is not an option. It's something that is a must. It's an expectation of ourselves. So ultimately, we have to be willing to, to have very clearly defined uh, parameters of what the, the, the goal and the expectation of ourselves is going to be. So we have to make sure that whenever we set a goal, as opposed to a resolution, we sit down, we have some clearly defined thought processes behind it, and we say, what is it ultimately that I want to redefine about myself? What is it that I want to accomplish in setting this goal? So here are some of the differences between resolutions and goals. So resolutions ultimately are impulsive. I want you to think about it. Think about the last time you set a New Year's resolution. How was that resolution established? Was it one of those situations where somebody said, what's your resolution going to be? And ultimately you, you were on the spot so you felt like you had to come up with something and you gave a response? Or did you sit down, give some very clear thought to it and think about, you know, what's important to me? What are the important things in my life that I need to redefine or reshape? Uh, whenever we, we go through the process of establishing goals versus a resolution, a goal is very deliberate. Every year, weeks in advance, I sit down and I write out, here are some of the expectations of myself for this upcoming year. Here are some of the things that I want to accomplish uh, for myself personally. Here are some of the things that I want to accomplish in my marriage. Here are some of the things that we want to accomplish collectively as a married unit. Here are some of the things that we want to get done financially. So there are very clear, defined categories that we want to focus in on. Uh, another thing, re resolutions are reactionary. They're, they're always something that's impulsive. It's reactionary. It's, it's, it's not something that we, 
even really anticipate doing. It's not something that we think about in advance and say, all right, let me sit down and plan this out. Whereas goals are intentional markers to fulfilling a greater vision. Um, one of the things <clears throat> that my wife and I have had for years, uh, we have a, a giant picture that's on our wall whenever you walk into the house, into the foyer. And this picture has a blueprint of, of a house and elevation drawing. And it's, it's just a nice little country home. It's nothing spectacular, nothing crazy. And then underneath it, underneath that picture, there's a metal placard that I had put on there. And I gave this to my wife years and years ago as a, uh, a Christmas gift. And underneath it, it says Serenity Ranch coming summer of 2020. Now, here's the thing about that. Whenever I gave my wife that picture with that placard under it, um, we, we were pretty much as broke as you could be. Uh, we were just struggling to get by every single day. Uh, and, and just trying to trying to make make sure that we kept a roof over our head, kept our kids fed. Um, it was one of those situations where we were definitely in no financial position to even um, be thinking about being able to accomplish it. But it was always a part of the bigger picture because there are other things involved with Serenity Ranch that uh, play a part in our life. Things like. Uh, perhaps someday being able to foster or adopt children whenever our own children are grown and being able to create an environment where young people could come and, and heal from some of the challenges and strains of life and be able to, to give them stability and help them to, to be able to have a stable life at some point in time. And that's something that's been important for us as we move forward in life and as we continue to build not just our life but our marriage. And Whenever we, you know, first hung that up on the wall, it was just, it was an ideal. It was a principle. It was something that was the big picture vision of what we wanted to build in our marriage. And each year we would break down small goals that were going to help us to accomplish that. And, you know, one of the great joys that I have is um, it's been over a year now since we purchased the land to be able to build that ranch on. Um, we, we were able to purchase 20 acres of land, something that, you know, Five, ten, fifteen years ago, whenever we first, uh, when I gave her that picture, is something that wasn't even remotely close to being a possibility. But because we had the bigger vision and we broke it down into small, manageable pieces over the course of years, we were able to make it to make it become a reality at some point here down the road. And it's getting closer and closer now. Like I said, we've purchased that land. Uh, we have 20 acres uh, in the exact area where we always said we wanted to get that 20 acres. And, you know, we've been doing things over the course of the last year and a half since we purchased it to begin getting the land ready for what it is ultimately that we want to accomplish with that. So uh, it, it's just one of those things. Uh, goals are small mile markers along the way of fulfilling a bigger picture of creating a grander vision. So. We, we have to shift our thought process whenever we establish goals. We have to be willing to say, okay, what is it going to require of me? So there are ultimately four questions that we have to ask ourselves whenever we're establishing goals. Whenever you sit down and you say, okay, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to write out these goals, there are four things that we have to establish uh, or four questions that we have to ask of ourselves whenever we get ready to do that. And the first question is, what are the most important areas of my life? What are the most important areas of my life? Now, 
whenever you say that, there could be any number of areas that you want to look at that are going to be important to your life. It could be your family. It could be faith. It could be health. It could be service in your community. It could be your business, finances. There, there are so many different aspects of life that we have to really take into account and just take a step back and say, what's important to me at this stage of my life? You know, and, and here's the important thing. Goals are always going to be changing. Our priorities in life are always going to shift because as we grow older, as we mature, certain things become more important than other things were. So it's important that we take that into account. There are always going to be things that become more important. There are things that are going to become less important as we age, as we mature and grow, grow older in life and we take into account what things uh, are priorities today as opposed to what things are were priorities years ago. So we want to take that into account. So what what are the important areas of your life right now? I want you to write that down and ask yourself that later. What are the important areas of my life? What are the most important things that I need to be focusing on as I move forward this year? Is it my marriage? Is it my children? Is it is it my professional career? Is it my faith, my relationship with Christ? Is it is it my finances? Is it my health? You know, these are all things that are very big aspects of life, but what's the top priority? What are the areas that you really need to focus on growing right now in order to fulfill the ultimate vision that you have in your mind? Now, and, and once you've selected what those top priorities are, and maybe it's, it might be one thing, it might be three or four things that you feel these are the top priorities that I need to be focused on right now in my life. Now, here's the thing that you've got to do. You've got to prioritize. Based upon those things that are most important, what are the most critical? Now, there's a difference between importance and critical. Whenever you're talking about critical, that means time is of the essence. For example, I, I might say my marriage is, is the most important thing and, or one of the most important aspects of my life. And it's my number one priority because... It's important to me, but maybe there are some things right now that are taking place in, in my marriage that I need to focus on. Maybe there are some blind spots that, that I've identified or some opportunities where things aren't quite what they should be. And I know that I need to start fixing it now before it becomes a bigger problem down the road. Maybe it's a financial thing where, you know, maybe we, we're, we're getting to a stage in life where we realize, okay, I mean, time is moving pretty quickly, and if I want to be able to be in the position that I thought I was going to be in at a certain age, I need to change things. I need to step things up to a certain level. Perhaps it's it's just that uh, that relationship with with God. Maybe it's it's your faith. It's your your spiritual walk. Maybe it, it's one of those situations where you know you're not where you need to be, and it needs to become a priority. It needs to become a bigger fixture and, and centerpiece in your life. So. It's one of those things where we have to take that step back and say, you know, here are the things that are important to me. And if I had to list these in order of priority, this is the most important. This is critical. This is the second priority. This is the third and this is the fourth. So now you're going to break, take those little categories that you've broken down and you're going to say, what aspect of this category do I need to work on? So, for example, let's just throw out some some things that that we want to talk about. So let's say I'm talking about my finances. Well, financially, I know that this is a priority. This is one of my top priorities. 
Um, I know that it's an A priority. It's something that I really want to focus on this year. What aspect of your finances do you need to focus on? Is it paying down debt? Is it beginning to operate with the budget? Because there, there are some situations, some, some of us, let's face it, we get older in life, we begin making more money, but we realize after two, three, four, five, ten years, we've made more and more money financially, but we're still in the same spot that we might have been in six, seven years ago. And we have to stop and ask ourselves why. What is it that I'm doing? What's not changing? What have I not developed in myself to help me to change what's taking place whenever it comes to my finances? Whenever it, it, it comes to my relationship with my children, what is it that's not changing that, that's keeping things from being the, the relationship that I want it to be? What's keeping me from being the father that I want to be? What's keeping me from being the sort of husband that I want to be? So we have to start asking ourselves some critical questions whenever it comes down to establishing those goals. Remember, it's a process of refinement, so you've got to be honest with yourself. And unfortunately, too many times people aren't willing to be honest with themselves, and that's what keeps them from, from living up to their true potential. Now, once we've done that, we're, we're going to break it down, and here's the most critical question that you've got to ask. What will it require of me in order to redefine my life in this area? Now, that's the tough question. So let, let's just say, for example, we said that <clears throat> we're going to lose 20 pounds. This year, we're going to drop 20 pounds because we're going to become more healthy. So we've got to ask ourselves, what does it require of me to lose that 20 pounds? Okay, so obviously, I can't just say I'm going to lose 20 pounds and the pounds will go away. I've tried that for years. It doesn't work, guys. So what you've got to ask yourself is, what do I have to change in my day-to-day -day behaviors that's going to help me to facilitate a process that will allow me to, to lose the 20 pounds and maintain that loss, to, to improve my health and make sure that I maintain the, the healthy lifestyle that I'm developing. So then you've got to look at, okay, I'm going to lose the 20 pounds, so there, there's your goal. I'm going to lose 20 pounds this year. Now we have to break it down into steps. What is it going to require for me to lose 20 pounds this year? So I'm going to have to begin eating healthier. So what does that look like? Uh, I'm not going to eat uh, deep fried foods anymore. I'm, I'm going to uh, cut out a lot of the, the starches and, and breads that I eat at night before I go to bed. Uh, I'm going to start walking every day. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk for 30 or 45 minutes every day to help improve my health. I'm, you know, it's up to you what it is that, that you have to do. Um, maybe you might say to yourself, I'm going to have to hire a personal trainer that's going to help me to establish a health, healthy lifestyle and healthy habits. I'm going to work with them for three months or four months or whatever it is until they become habits. And then I'm going to have a check-in with them every six weeks or every two months or whatever the case may be. But ultimately... We have to get to a point where we're willing to ask ourselves the difficult questions when it comes to establishing goals and, and establishing expectations of ourselves. So we have to ask ourselves, what is it that's important in my life? What aspect of that area of my life do I need to improve? What's the most important on these areas? And then ultimately, what is it that it's going to require of me to make this a reality? Once I set the goal, 
what are the steps that I have to take every single day to ensure that it becomes reality? So if you bring yourself through that process, if you're willing to be honest with yourself, to look yourself in the mirror and say, the person that has kept me thus far from being the person that God has created me to be is oftentimes the individual that I look at whenever I'm brushing my teeth in the morning. Ultimately, it'll help you to be able to reestablish yourself, to redefine yourself, to set up goals that are going to help you to become who you know you've been created to be the whole time. So I want to challenge you to do that. And, and not only that, but here's what I'd like to do. I'd like to walk with you along in that process. So it, it's one thing to establish those goals, but there, there's something about having established goals and accountability in the process. And, and one of the things that, that I love to be able to do is to sit down with individuals to help them establish goals and then to have check-ins with them. Where and, and I'm not talking a monthly check-in. I'm talking weekly check-ins where we say, okay, here's what we said we were going to do. And here's what we actually did. And then to challenge us, either, hey, you know, good job. You, you did everything you said you were going to do. That was a good job. Way to go at it. Way, way to push yourself. Way to challenge yourself. I know it wasn't easy, but you did what was necessary. Or sometimes we need somebody who's going to be who's going to love us enough to be honest with us and say, hey, you know that's not your best effort. You know that you could give more than that. You know that you could do better than that. We have to have someone who's willing to be accountable with us, someone who's willing to hold us accountable, and someone who's willing to call us out whenever we're making stuff up and giving ourselves excuses that keep us from being the person that God's created us to be. So that being said, I just want to I want to invite you. Perhaps it's it's something that you're looking to do. Perhaps you're looking for someone who could help you to be accountable in certain areas. Maybe you need somebody to sit down with you and to help you to redefine your 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 own goals and establish goals for yourself and set expectations of yourself. If that's the case, I would love to help you do that. Um, and all you have to do is uh, you could go into to my Facebook page, Melvin Banks Inspirational Speaker. Or you could go to my website, www.melvinbanksinspires. Just send me a message. Uh, we'll, we'll work on setting up a time for us to talk. We could establish some goals. We could work on reestablishing some expectations of yourself. And we'll walk through the process together of growth. Because 2020 is going to be a year like no other. 2020 is the time that we're going to take off. We're going to launch together. This isn't about... Me just achieving personal goals for myself, this isn't about you achieving personal goals for yourself. See, the thing that I've learned, one of, one of my favorite quotes from John C. Maxwell's books is, there is no success without a successor. If you're not bringing other people along with you as you grow and mature in life, you're really accomplishing very little. I mean, it, it's, it's biblical for us to be sharing with other people and to help them to become the person that God's wanted, wanted them to be. We're, we're here to encourage, to lift one another up, to help one another move along in the process of life. Uh, it, it's, it's ministry. It's, it's called ministering, meeting the needs of others. And, and basically, that's what I want to do. I want to be a part of your life, and, and hopefully you want to be a part of mine. So I'm looking forward to uh, walking with you in this process. Once again, thank you for being a part of the first Blueprint podcast. And I want to invite you back because... We're going to be posting our, our Blueprint podcast every week. This is the first edition. So uh, it, it's been absolutely incredible having you be a part of it. Uh, I can't wait to, to share it with you all. 
just return back to the Facebook page here in the upcoming days. You'll see the link. You'll, you'll be able to get access to the podcast. Uh, I can't wait to share it with you all. And please, as always, share the page. Uh, share Melvin Banks' inspirational speaker with anybody that you know. If you know someone who needs a word of encouragement, who, who needs someone to help encourage them along throughout the course of life, and perhaps hold them accountable, challenge them, lift them up whenever they fall and scrape their knees, I want to be that person to walk with them. Um, and I just thank you again for being a part. God bless, and as always, enjoy the journey.